Recorded live from the mats of Radical MMA in New York City, the Martial Culture Podcast. Your source for in-depth combat sports and martial arts insights with, with Coach, Coach Renee Dreyfus and, and Matt Peters. Peters. Ring the bell and let's, let's get, get it, it on. Hi. Did you miss us? I missed you. <laughs> yeah. We missed everybody, and I missed you, Renee. Oh, thank you. I, you know, it's it's nice to, nice to be missed. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about it before, but I've been out. I was actually in the hospital. Um, I got a little bit of an arm injury, and then uh, on the subway ride home, uh, the just I had a little bit of like rug burn on my elbow, and I made contact. And, and so you, you, you're in New York, but some people in New York don't know. But sometimes you walk into a subway, and you're like – why is there nobody sitting here? This smells really bad. And you're like, oh man, it's like some homeless guy or something. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I sat down. Uh, and then my arm connect, touched something and I picked up uh, antibiotic re- resistant staph infection. And, um, and then I had to be in the hospital for 10 days on uh, antibiotics uh, mm. called vancomycin. And they're doing IV two times a day. Uh, uh, so I was basically on IV almost nonstop, like, twice a day and uh, yeah and then they were always like wake me up to take blood to make sure that like i wouldn't like lose my arm or something so shout out to my doctor dr zakili who is amazing guys you want a great uh, uh orthopedist in new york who i've been going to all the time um and he's uh he's actually an ex-wrestler he's a great combat combat orthopedist as well and he he was in uh iraq in the rock theater taking mm-hmm. care of a um, people are so, well, yes, yeah, he was in the in the service. Uh, so his, his experience with you know com- combat injuries is unparalleled. But also, what I appreciated was that he, you know he was never pushing surgery because there was a point where we, they might have to go in and just clean out the the uh, infected flesh. And but he's he's like, no, let's see how the antibiotics take. And they were just constantly taking blood to make sure it was good. And so I actually avoided the surgery, which was great because sometimes, you know, there's a great thing. It's like you you ask. Um, you ask a lawyer how to solve a problem, he'll say sue him. You ask a, a carpenter how to solve a problem, he'll say, you know, saw it. You know, ask a surgeon how to solve it, he'll say surgery. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have these own internal biases. Like, same thing in martial arts. You ask a striker, how do you want to fight? Well, you punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. That's not always the best option. Ask, ask a jiu-jitsu guy, hey, choke him out. You know, like we have our biases. But it was great to see that Dr. Zakili was he's not pushing surgery. He was like, let's see how we can avoid this and, and, you know, and make sure that you can get back to the mats as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So I was also really appreciated. Uh, a lot of people uh, held the fort up at my academy and, uh, and um, really did an amazing job, especially, especially my wife. So I give a little shout out to my wife. I know she listens all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was helping out teach and she's really growing as a martial arts. Also, some of my senior students, it's too many to list, but especially Philip and, and, uh, and, um, and Jeff, uh, these guys came, stepped up and, and did an amazing job. And uh, among others, not just those guys, but they, yeah. they just were just starting their teaching. Yeah, it's so good to, to have that support system when you need it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you know, it was so funny because so many people came to visit me in the hospital and it was, it was really nice. Thanks, thanks for visiting me, by the way. <laughs> well, you want to bring he did not visit there? me. No, but a lot of people came, and it was nice to nice to 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 feel that 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 care that from some people sometimes. From some people, yeah, some That's people. Rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, I don't even think you knew where I was in the hospital until I told you I was out. Right? Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know no, where I was, you I'm were just joking, right? Mm. Well, next time you're in the hospital for a staph infection, I'll come visit. I promise. I, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully never again. Uh, um, so we're drinking some some new things. I, I we made a bet on the we made it off air because we have been away for a little bit. We made a bet on the UFC two forty three. Yes, uh, I lost. Uh, I picked uh, Whitaker. Yes, uh, probably a bad pick, but 
No, you know, actually, a lot of people. I won a lot of bets. On this one. <laughs> I won a lot of bets. Everybody's saying Whitaker. I was like a few people in my academy. Um, everybody's saying Whitaker, Whitaker, Whitaker. I'm like, I felt I was something was due a loss at this point. Uh, but I lost a bet, and but unfortunately, yeah. for some reason, Renee decided he was going to decide to take the the hit on this one and picked me up a, a picked Bub- us up yeah, a we, bubble team. Yes, like we wanted to we wanted to to, to, to bet for more extreme things, mm. but uh, Matt's wonderful wife who's yeah. there uh, vetoed that. <laughs> no, uh, I, <laughs> I, so I, I don't just, have health insurance. I can't go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no more tasers. I love the tasers. <laughs> we'll bring back the tasers. Taser. <laughs> She's not here. She's, She's not, not listening. Okay. So no, but uh, but we bet bubble tea, and Matt has never had I've never bubble had tea. It. Yeah, no, no. And there's it's a place a right on the thing. corner. Yeah, yeah, and actually, it's famous. Gongcha is like a very famous bubble tea place. It's, My it's, wife I, is a bubble tea connoisseur. Yeah. I I like it. Um, I but when I lived in Asia, there was no bubble tea because it was you know this was almost twenty five years ago almost right that I I went. So, um, it started out as I understand bubble tea started out in um. I believe it was Taiwan or Hong Kong. I'm it seems really like sure. a mistake. Like, it seems like somebody yeah. like the 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 they, Reese's, put, something, they put something together <laughs> yeah, exactly that right. shouldn't be, or right, something right. went curdled or something. Yeah, right, right. It That's feels a, like a mistake. It feels exactly like so. There's tapioca bubbles in the tea. Yeah. I think somebody had something fell in, and it's just everybody's <laughs> like, "Wow, this is really good." I actually, I'm not such a big fan of the bubbles. I like the other stuff. I have, I get coconut jelly. Uh, but when I was in Japan, I, I developed a taste for coconut jelly because I was a big fan. It's called not the coconut. It's like young, clear coconut jelly, and it's it's actually kind of like a like a like I wouldn't say health food because they put a little too much sugar, but but it has some like um, you know it's like coconut's kind of good for you, whatever. Mm. Anyway, but um, so uh, when I was in Japan, they, they that young coconut jelly became popular, um, and uh, and then you know it's interesting just Asian food in general is texturally more. Uh, variety than most most Western food that I had, and so you have all these really interesting textures that you're like. I don't know if I like this right now <laughs> because you kind of have to get used to it. And mm-hmm. and coconut jelly and tapioca, they kind of have these textures that that are not as apparent in Western food. And they have all these on like like there's another one we can kind of kind of put like pudding in your drink. So imagine having a drink with pudding in it, like little bits, like little heavy yeah. pudding. But it's like it's like hmm, I don't I don't know if I like this. So, <laughs> are they the so. ones that do the cheese tea too? Yes, they do that. I've, I've never, never tried that because I'm, I'm not a big cheese guy. Right. I like cheese, but I feel like it wouldn't no, taste like cheese. No, no. It's like I think it's like sweet cream cheese. It's yeah. like it's like sweet. It's not like savory. As yeah. as far as I know, look, I've never had it, so I don't it's know. It's just not I, like Parmesan cheese no, on top of the cheese. I don't think so. Though. That's what know. it would be like in like, Montana. You, you know, it's really popular. You know, Japanese ramen. Mm-hmm. You know, so in Korea they adopted some Japanese ramen. They they made it a little spicier, but they put American cheese on top of it's Japanese like slices of American slices Kraft of American cheese. Yeah, like Kraft singles, like or cheddar cheese whatever i'm like what but it's like a thing it's a thing but you know this is kind of interesting and this is kind of like mma because you know everything comes back to MMA. <laughs> no but it's it's wonderful to see internationalism you know we're breaking down barriers and so so i just listened to a podcast where it's like two guys talking he's like well i'm a lithuanian german you know polish jew uh rabbi because the guy was a rabbi and the other one's like i'm a swiss canadian um you know whatever and we're all doing a Brazilian martial art, and we and they they all live. Guys, one guy lives in Canada, the other guy lives in L.A. And then he's like, "We're doing a Brazilian martial art that the Brazilians learned by way of of Japan," and and uh, and and so you know, interaction and cross pollination is is fascinating, and and um, and I think yeah, like putting putting. Uh, you know, bubbles, tapioca, or or coconut, which is not actually anything Japanese or anything like that, or uh, in in into their dishes, uh, just 
it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Or putting cheese on top of ramen or whatever. <laughs> but, bleh, but anyway. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell you how I make my ramen. So. Yeah. Wait, do you do the cup of noodles ramen, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I used to like that when I was a kid, but I, I, I had like too much of it when I was like 10, and now I can't even look at it anymore. <laughs> but I was like 10, you know? We knew we used to have it. We used to have it when my, we'd go skiing, and my mom would bring it up. Like, like that we, my we kids, we would eat in the lodge when we were skiing, like to, you know, to warm us warm up to something cheap, you know? And, um, and I think I had like three in a row, and then I was like, <laughs> I dump out all the water. Really? And I just put like cheese on it. So it's just like spaghetti, macaroni and cheese. Really? Yeah. No kidding. So you do? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So maybe I'm. I use American cheese. I don't yeah. use American cheese because yeah. that's gross. American cheese is gross. I hate mac and cheese. Yeah, I hate mac and cheese. Uh, all, um, okay. All mac and cheese. Like everything. And and every, all of it. That doesn't make any sense. Did you like cheese? You, you, no, I don't like. No, cheese you don't really like cheese no, that much. I don't like cheese that much. But, but, mm, and I right. don't like macaroni. Wow. I hate like macaroni salad. Like uh-huh. I can't stand it. I just don't like, and it's weird. It's just a regular pasta, but I don't. But I, do you like other pastas? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like with like, like cheese sauce, like like Alfredo mm. sauce. I hate Alfredo because that's basically mac and cheese too. You know, it's like Alfredo adult mac and cheese. Adult mac and cheese, yeah. right? I had one once. It was like truffle mac and cheese, and I'm like, okay, I won't vomit this up. Oh. <laughs> so like it was lobster like, mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it actually had yeah, like make it like really that. fancy. Yeah, yeah, some fancy. Right. I was like, okay, I won't, I won't like hate this to the bottom of my soul, but I would never order it. Does your wife like mac and cheese? She does. Okay, because I make a really good mac and cheese, really? and I'm just gonna give it to her. No, yeah, yeah. She will. She bypass, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I make a really. My good sister likes mac and cheese, and I remember she she came to visit me when I was living in Japan. And she's like trying to be helpful. And one time she's like, I made whole food, like just home. I made mac and cheese. Like, why'd you make mac and cheese? I was like, how do you not like mac and cheese? Like, like I hate mac and cheese. Wow. So it was, a, it was a moment where my you sister hit, found You hate something. apple pie too, right? I know. I love apple pie. Okay, but although, although, you know, it's funny because actually speaking of my sister, I've never had a better apple pie made by anybody except my sister. That's nice. And, and maybe it's like a, like, you know, biased thing because I grew up eating her, but her apple pie is the, the best I've ever had. And she <laughs> uses, um, she doesn't use any like water. She like uses a fresh apple cider, and, and like like she you know she steeps the apples in apple cider, wow. and and she's like fresh like she has a whole thing that oh, she does, and she takes forever. Thing, but yeah. she used to sell them actually. I'm anti fruit. You're anti fruit in in desserts. I will eat an apple. I'll eat a banana. I'll eat an orange. But I don't want it in my dessert. You know you know what I also like that ja- drives Japanese people weird and crazy. I loved savory fruit. I don't know what a savory fruit like. Is. Like you, you um, make a curry and then you uh, put like pineapples in it, like a bar- pineapple on a burger, mm. like that kind of thing, or mm. pineapple on a pizza. Well, that's like yeah. I'm a New Yorker, so I would never do that. But <laughs> but like but like a pineapple on a burger, uh-huh. I like I love that kind of combination of like sweet and savory. Yeah, you know, or like um, prosciutto and 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 melon. You know, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, what I mean? yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah, I had a. This is a weird conversation. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like I'm talking about it. There's, the, um, <laughs> there's that French place uh, on Lower East Side, Reclette. Oh, right, they, with the bread dripping cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they put it over top of um, pearl onions and and uh, gir- like the little pickles. Gherkins, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. It tastes yeah. fucking amazing. I actually don't like cheese, but I do like that. Yeah. Like it's almost like a fondue. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. fondue. Oh, it's like, like, I don't it's, know what kind of cheese you use. Yeah, raclette. That's raclette. Yeah, that's, yeah. I used to, it's funny, I hate cheese, but I used to sell cheese. Yeah. I, I worked in a cheese shop, and I think that's also why I really hate cheese because I would walk yeah. back into the storage area, and there would be like 
mold floating through the all air like an alien. And then you would like t- shower so much, but you could never get the mold off your skin Start completely. growing uh, cheese on your skin. No, I, had, I developed like really bad eczema working there because it's just no matter how much you scrub and how much like mm-hmm. antibacterial you use you, you just the, the bacteria gets on your fingers yeah. and then like like yeah it's, it's just, uh, yeah yeah it was All not right. fun yeah too much exposure or something makes you hate it yeah yeah exactly right right mm-hmm. right yeah and i'm also lactose intolerant so you know wow too much information <laughs> yeah, don't, start, don't start farting in here it's a small room but other than that we're good yeah this is soy milk here so <laughs> good thank god uh so MMA. MMA. UFC 243. Yeah. So I won. Like I said, I won lots of bets. It, it, I, and and Whitaker is is good. I like Whitaker, but he this is this is the way um I saw it. Whitaker fights with his front hand down and like a little bit of a flick jab boxing style, like Muhammad Ali used to. You know, he drops his hand. And it's becoming a little more popular. BJ Penn used to do that too. Some of the fighters do that. They 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 do that flick jab style. And that style is legitimate. It's like, you know, that's what Muhammad Ali did. And it's nice to see an interesting, you know, different styles when they are appropriate. So flick jab, if you are fast and have reach, you're going to have an advantage, right? And you can, you can especially at Southpaw Orthodox, you can kind of step on the outside and mm-hmm. flick that jab, flick the jab, you know, kind of things like that, right? Okay, let's look at the stats. Uh, and also Whitaker does, does have his hand, his backhand down too as well, right? But okay, so... Adesanya has quite a reach advantage, and in terms of speed, he's much faster. Mm-hmm. So you're talking with a guy who's faster with reach, and also one guy puts his hands down. Huh, I wonder who's going to win this fight. <laughs> and also, if the other thing is, Adesanya's defensive skills are very, very strong. And this is an important thing. It's, I want to talk about this. The last weekend was the Abu Dhabi World Submission Champs, the ADCC World Submission Championships. I don't even know. It's like a, mm-hmm. the biggest no-gi submission fighting um, sport event in, in it's every two years, right? So, um, you know, there's like a lot of times I always talk about the difference between sport jiu-jitsu and MMA jiu-jitsu, but there's one thing that's really important and I think is lost in a lot of modern submission wrestling, but is really important for MMA, whether it's grappling, whether it's striking, defense wins matches. And Adesanya, you see, he's like he 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 was like bobbing, slipping, moving. You know, it was it was a it was really good defensive you know head movement, mm-hmm. and uh, also he has he's a master of judging the distance, like Shevchenko is too. Like I think Shevchenko is one of the fighters that I respect the most because with tiny little adjustments, she's just completely out of distance, and she's a very strong defensive fighter, and uh, Adesanya too. And Whitaker, I think, um, is not as strong. So you're mm-hmm. talking about reach, speed, Adesanya, defensive. Adesanya. Huh. For me, it was a no-brainer. So yeah. I have like seven bets that I won. And I was like, oh, you, Whitaker, you want to take Whitaker? Okay, you want to take Whitaker. I was like, I was so sick. But the thing is, I made a bet with my wife. And then she her, she was going to bet to eat natto. I don't know if you know what natto is. It's one of the most disgusting things on the on the planet. Wow. <laughs> it's like, you know how you make tofu where you ferment mm. uh, beans? But you kind of like half ferment them. But they look like vomit. And it's like, this is a, a typical thing of a, a Westerner who goes to Japan and absolutely hates this thing. I'm going to pull up a picture of it, but it, um, it's, it's, I can't even stand the smell. It's, it's like the Japanese version of cheese because it, it smells so bad. And uh, she's like, okay, if you lose, if you lose, um, you have to eat um, uh, natto. And I'm like, I don't care how confident I was in the bed. I wasn't going to take it because I was too scared. I'm like, I would rather get hit in the face for <laughs> 10 years straight than, you know, eat not the oh once. Oh, my God. Do people like this stuff? Yeah, yeah, Why no, it's a, re- it? it's, a, it's a regional thing. So in uh, Tokyo, where I lived, um, 
it not those actually um you know it's it's i would say it's somewhat popular um and um um yeah i i would say it's somewhat popular but in the osaka region um which is um the more middle southern middle part of japan um it is not popular and and so most of the people who said they don't like natto I, I find come from from the osaka osaka region but though though it is like a common thing sort of like um huh, what's it was the example like like bagels in new york you know like mm-hmm. it's, it's but everybody eats bagels in america you know like i don't think you could go to a, a they're city. much different when you go further i know they into suck. the middle i know like, have you ever had pizza outside new york it's just terrible yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but like the lenders uh, frozen bagels that's what you get the further you what, go what is that it's just a, a frozen bagel oh, yeah. they're all frozen gross yeah frozen bagels probably terrible <laughs> but you know it's funny it's totally weird but I didn't have a bagel till I was like 13 right. I grew up in New York the whole time this is like my family we're not like bagel eaters <laughs> you know we're like my dad just didn't like bagels I guess or didn't and was and, and, and I think he was ambivalent to him, yeah. right? And then so I went to um actually it was I was fourteen years old. I went to Bronx Science for a high school from for that I had to travel to, and so it was like a little outside my neighborhood. Mm. And then I'm like, everybody's eating bagels like for first first class. And I'm like, oh, it's a bagel. Is, it, is that any good? And the guy's like, here, have some. I'm like, this is delicious. <laughs> How have I not known this all my life? <laughs> from that moment on, it was a bagel for breakfast every morning. Everything bagels. No, I like um, I like raisin bagels. Mm. I'm weird. You know what I do? I do raisin bagel toasted with scallion cream cheese. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's tasty. Try it. Mm-hmm. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> We're hungry. Are we hungry? Yeah, I'm, I We're am hungry. About I'm very like hungry. 20 minutes now. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Adesanya, mm. obviously a great fighter. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of skills that are unmatched. I mean, he's yeah. just no, hitting on every great, level. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, talking about defense, his takedown defense is so freaking there was amazing. no grappling. In this no, not none fight? whatsoever. None whatsoever. Well, it's like a tiny bit of like clinch grappling for a second. You know, yeah, but very, very little, very, very. Which is entertaining. Yeah, I mean that fan service right there. How do you feel about Adesanya off outside the octagon? Did just watch his little entrance? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was cool. Now it's funny, okay, because like at the end of the day, you know, fan service is important, mm-hmm. and I, it reminds me of the old Pride days. Do you remember Pride? Mm-hmm. And do you remember a fighter named Genki Sudo? No. So Genki Sudo used to come in, and Sakuraba too. You remember Sakuraba, mm-hmm. right? They used to come in with these like incredible performances, and you know, um, and you know who did it in the UFC? Um, uh, Diego Sanchez came in with the full mariachi band once. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, that. and and going back way back when. Um, um, Kimo Leopoldo came in with a really weird entrance where he was like weirdly religious, but kind of not because it turns out he was like involved in some, his, his trainer was involved in some serious criminal activity and all that. But mm-hmm. he came in with a Christian cross on his back. I'm mean, like, hey, you're probably already tired going into the game. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, you know, a performance, you know, it's, it's a lot of MMA purists and myself, I'm included, is like we don't like to compare mixed martial arts to professional wrestling. And you know, as a as a strong as a as a person who comes in the traditional martial world, I hated professional wrestling. But but MMA and professional wrestling do cross over in terms of especially in Japan, because the promoters were the same and the people who pioneered MMA in Japan actually were in the professional wrestling circuit. 
So this kind of like fan service or performance thing is very popular in Asia. Though in one FC they they don't seem to allow, well they do allow the fireworks and things like that. But I you know I I don't I don't I don't mind um, hyping yourself up a little bit or mm-hmm. you know doing a performance. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just you know um, what I don't like is trash talking. His performance after the yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I mean, what, what did he do? say anything uh, unusual? Oh, he, he called out Paulo Costa. Yeah. Right, right. He got on the, the cage and flicked him off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he flicked him off. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that sucks. I mean, that's the fighter. Yeah. He's a yeah. fighter. He's yeah, a, he, right. Boys will be boys. No. Also, <laughs> also, but he said something funny. He said, I wanted to fight that oversized uh, uh, balloon. Yeah, he had a really interesting name <laughs> that for was, him. Yeah, that, was that was funny. funny. But it is true because I, I, am, I would be very surprised to find out that Paulo Costa was not on steroids. Yeah. The guy well, is, Adesanya said that he wanted to fight Costa before USADA got to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. He said, That's a good trash so Yeah, and it's true. You know, and, that, and I'm, come on, come on. And this is Brazilian, you know, I don't know if you know, but in Brazil, you can walk over to a pharmacy down the street and get almost any steroid you want. Like it's it's just it's just Paradise. and they just they just find <laughs> they find ways to, you know, like cycle out. Yeah. But um, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. But I mean, unfortunately, you know, steroids are very, very common in yeah. MMA, and I wish, I wish they did more testing. Um, uh, it's hard with the international sport. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, and it costs a lot of money. Chael um, Sonnen said something interesting. I know we we don't like Chael Sonnen, uh, but I was listening to his uh, post fight kind of breakdown. He says something interesting about Asani. He said that in MMA, in the UFC particularly, you have three moments to make an impact on the audience. One is your walkout. Mm. One is when you're in the cage fighting, and the third one is in the post-fight interview. That's when everybody's looking at you. Yeah, that's and Adesanya true. hits all three. That's that's interesting. Like and he makes an impact in all three arenas, and yeah. that's that's what you need to do. And a lot of people calling him cocky, and at some level, as a fighter, you have to be a tiny bit cocky. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in yourself. But at the at the end of the day, if you say I'm the best and you're actually beating everybody. <laughs> Is it really cocky? Yeah. It's not. You know, like people got on the Gracies at one point. They're like, oh, they're so cocky. But a lot of times what they're, the Gracies were saying, now that's being said, not all their behavior, but a lot of times they're saying, this martial art doesn't work well like this. And they're like, oh, you're so cocky. But they were right. Mm-hmm. They were correct. Is it cocky to say something that people don't want to hear? I think that the, the, the way you're just, coming at it might be yeah. like if, if, yeah, that's true. if you come up with humility and be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right martial art. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, you motherfuckers, this martial art sucks. Those are very different. Very different, right. And I don't think Adesanya is mean or like um, – I don't – I feel like he's the right amount of cocky with hubris. Yeah. And, and and the other thing is cocky fighters sell. I mean the original I mean, MMA cocky fighter, Tito Ortiz. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, like Jesus, he was Tito the Ortiz. biggest star, star, star in MMA. And mm-hmm. you know what? His fights were so quote-unquote boring. You know, I don't think so. But what do you do? Take a guy down. Pin him on the ground and just ground and pound him. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened except him hitting the guy in the face. Yeah. You know, in terms of like striking, and he was so popular because of his his personality. And you his know, wife. and but that was before that. that was, was, you know, <laughs> before, he was okay. before he married the the, the adult film film mm-hmm. star. Um, but then, yeah, meme is kind of like a caricature of what a fighter be, and and people like to live vicariously through their sports heroes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's so healthy. I'm not really a fan of that per se, but it's a fact. Mm-hmm. And so everybody wants to have a little bit of cockiness too. And so I think they like to see that just sort of like to get out of their like Walter Mitty existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you want to tell your boss, go fuck it, but you don't. 
but then you like to see your 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 sports hero do it, you know? Yeah. Like um you know, some of the bad boys are some of the most popular. I, I'm not really f- the but that being said, then George St. Pierre was a super boy scout and he was very popular too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Um but look at how Senor Henry Cejudo's changing. Like he's such he was such a boy scout and now he's all like trying to trash talk. But yeah. I think he he's trying to drum up interest. And um it's more interesting sometimes being a heel than it is being being the the the, the, the what's the word in wrestling? The golden boy or something like that. The pretty boy. You know, the heel yeah. versus the pretty boy. I can't and, remember the opposite. Yeah, I'm sorry? I can't remember what the opposite of the Yeah, 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 it's I forgot. Um but um and again, it, it's you know, people want stories. We're human beings, we create narratives. Yeah. We want to create narratives. That's that's how we deal with life. We create these narratives and you're like, Oh, Adesanya, you know, Young, cocky, so he's gonna play up to that role, you know. I mean, they've been calling him cocky forever, even before he even opened his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, and then, um, and I remember when people were saying that, oh, he, 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 you know, he'll be tested, and he'll fight some good striker, grappler, and he'll lose. And I'm like, no, I've always said, I've always said Adesanya was gonna be the champ. I mean, from way back when, remember when he yeah. came out? No, I was like, sure. I was like, this kid is gonna do. He's it. got a long list of people that he's fought that uh, are amazing, really fighters. good, yeah, really good, really yeah. good. I remember, yeah, he really, and Whitaker too, though, you know, that's not to yeah, count down Whitaker. Whitaker. Right? When I was player. saying he dropped, he drops his hands, you know, he makes it work for himself. But then, you you know, this is really interesting because sometimes what gets you to a place isn't what gets you to the next place. And I was had a really good conversation with Jilson about this. And I'd like to deal with this, you know, some other time when you have a lot of time, but the stages of your growth as a fighter. So, you know, a certain skill set, a certain way of training will get you to a certain point. A certain way of fighting will get you to a certain point. But then maybe you go in the deep end and you have to adjust. Now you're a different level of fighter. You have to adjust and change. And and sometimes you have to change for individual fighters. Now, for the championship, when you're fighting someone with the speed and reach and timing and movement of Adesanya, man, you should probably keep your hands up. Try to, you know, it's hard to re-change your complete style overnight. But um, <clears throat> but um, you have to say what what is going to work, and you could see that that um, uh, what's his name, um, Whitaker was trying to copy Gastelum because Gastelum did do a few things that that rattled Adesanya, and and then but they didn't rattle him as much. But he did connect in the beginning. He came over with these overhands, and you could tell really tell that he was he was he studied Gastelum, mm-hmm. and um, but Adesanya's defense was good, and then. The, the coup de gras, he kind of Adesanya kind of let um, Whitaker in a little, and he this is what we call give to get. He kind of let him in a little to kind of graze him, but he really didn't take damage. And then bop bop, and then he caught him. Mm. So it's interesting that sometimes you have to the high level guys you have to set these traps, and Whitaker was not really realizing that he was being I think baited in you know or not baited but you know he's being drawn in drawn in you know and. Uh, I I did I felt that almost from the beginning of that fight to the end there was no point where 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 Adesanya was going to lose even close mm-hmm. or even he was even in any trouble and he was just sort of like especially in the beginning he was kind of reading him I thought it was over at the end of the first round yeah yeah I yeah, was yeah, across yeah. the room watching oh my god it, he dropped and I'm it. like holy it's over yeah 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 nope. you know I thought I thought so too yeah because for the <laughs> the ref ran scene. over to it yeah yeah, 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 yeah I thought I thought that he was he was. He was dropped, and you could you tell he was just done. Like the bell just rang like as soon as I connected. It was like amazing, like good timing yeah. for yeah. Whitaker. And and you know the interesting thing about Adesanya, like he has no fear of the ground because you see, well, he's obviously a striker, mm-hmm. but he he his this guy's takedown defense is freaking amazing. But also 
his his grappling chops. Like he has no problem going in on top of you. Mm-hmm. And Whitaker himself is, is a jiu-jitsu black belt, I believe, and, and really, really good. But he's like, no, I'm going to come in. I'm going to round up behind you. I'm going to do, you know, like he's, he's, he's definitely well-rounded. People don't give uh, Adesanya enough credit. But he almost he almost tapped out Gastelum with the triangle choke and, mm-hmm. and the, and the uh, Marcel team. Yeah. Um, so you know, he guys got skills in every every you know department. Reminds, reminds me of Anderson Silva, where yes, he's a little more striking base, but yeah. he's he's got the full package. The big next money fight, Jones versus Adesanya, and where do they go? Do they go up or down? Yeah. No. Um. That's you know I would really like to see that fight, but I don't think it's going to happen for a while. No. I, I don't think Adesanya said a while ago. I didn't read this, but one of my students showed it to me. But he said like, I will fight Jones eventually. But I'm not going to fight him now for two years because I'm not ready. Which was like such a really – like the guy knows himself. He's like, I'm not ready for that level of experience. But I will be. And when I am, I'm going to beat him. I'm like, whoa. Hmm. You know, that's that's cool. But money. <laughs> but money, yeah, yeah. No, I think I – That think would he, be such a huge He's got to defend it at 185 yeah, for a while. Yeah, he's got to do yeah, a yeah, let him, let him, Let him do 185 for a couple fights. Get him another year of experience. Could he go up? Yeah, he has to because uh, Jones, Jones can't, is already can't a come stick. down. He can't come down. Yeah. That's and and he won't. You know he won't. Everybody wants two belts these days. Yeah, I think I think Jones is going to go up though. That's what I think. You think he can go up? Yeah, I think. I mean, he, he got really. He was really big after. I mean, his, have you seen his brothers? His brothers yeah, are huge. Patriots. So he just put him on a on a all all horse meat diet. Like uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you know he's you know he's done steroids before. He'd probably do it again. You know. But at his <laughs> biggest, when he came, when he, he was off for a while, he was like really really hitting the gym hard. I don't think yeah. he was. Two seventy five. No, no, but you know, for the heavyweight, all you have to do is to be two hundred five, beat over two hundred five, and then so he yes, could. He, a lot of the heavyweights are in the two twenty, two twenty five, two thirty range. Yeah, those pussies. Yeah, and I think that's what he work, walks around. And he could put another. Uh, you know, yeah, like not, not every heavyweight is like you know. Brock Lesnar versus John Jones. That would be a really interesting fight. Yeah, you know, because John Jones is does he? I that would be an interesting fight. I would love to see that. I think Lesnar's now. He, I think he did something over the weekend with the WWE where he won something. Fake stuff. Yeah, I like but, people. People are not to dish on that, but people. I saw this like, who's gonna win tomorrow's fight in WWE? I'm like, just like ask whoever made the match. The script. Yeah, yeah. Who wrote the script? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. But I don't want to rag on them. Yeah. Uh, Quinta versus Hooker. Um, I won. That, that was a too. good fight. I won. That we too. didn't bet against that. No, 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 not okay. with you, but other people. Yeah. Everybody was saying, "Oh, Raging Howe's gonna do this." I'm like. Nope, that was a mess, <laughs> messy fight. Yeah, uh, but it went on, you know, all the way. It went all the way, yeah. But um, but um, but it was Hooker all the way. Yeah, all the way, right? Yeah. And uh, Al, you know, I think Al Aquinta is a, is, a, is a guy I really respect. But um, he's a he's a he's a workman. He got a lot of um credit for going five rounds with Khabib. But I think we all realize that because of the nature of that weird um card, you know, a lot of people dropped out. We're supposed to fight. Khabib was like, uh, I won't grapple too much in this fight. I'll just strike. And, and he kind of turned into practice. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think we, we weren't seeing Khabib trying to like, um, you know, murder a guy. We were seeing him like kind of fan service, you know, mm-hmm. where he was like, okay, I'll practice. I'll do this. I'll make it a little longer than it. Because I don't think he registered Alicante as much of a threat. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, Khabib, as I, I heard in the camp, which is really funny that he really likes to strike now. He likes to to to, to practice his striking. I mean, he's like any martial artist. You want to expand your repertoire. So you know, in the last fight with Khabib uh, with Poirier, um, did we talk about? That? We did. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he, he his dad, Khabib's dad, had to say, don't stand in front of the guy and strike. You grapple with him. And he's like, but I want to. And they're like, no, you're a much better grappler. Grapple with him. Don't yeah. stand and strike, you know? And, um, but, you know, he, he went out with Aliquinta and he put on a, a striking match, basically, you know? So, but most people think that Al went five rounds with the Khabib that fought Poirier or the Khabib that fought Conor McGregor. That's not true. That's mm-hmm. not true. And um, so Al is very good and I respect him a lot. But I think he got a little bit overrated, overhyped because of, because of that smoke. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's good. He's good. He's, just, no, he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. He's but a mini boss. He's not the end game. Exactly. He's the yeah. mini boss. Right, right. He's the level four, not, <laughs> the, not the final level. <laughs> he's know? a great fighter and he's somebody that contests people. And, yeah. and, and maybe some, I mean, he's a little up there in, in the age range. So maybe that's possible. I yeah, don't yeah. know what he's doing, but he's selling houses like a gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a good he's job doing in real Island. estate. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, you know, it's also like Dan Hooker is one guy people overlooked, and I, I was very impressed with him. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really good fighters coming up. That there's so many fighters now that sometimes you're like, um, who's that guy again? You know, <laughs> and and then you kind of tend to gravitate towards the names you know, but these guys coming up are really, really good, mm-hmm. really good, uh, and um, um. Yeah, so so uh so um It was a good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was, it was and a and good you know, overall, yeah, uh, I but I, I couldn't see Al winning that one, you know? I didn't I wouldn't yeah. have picked him if you had. Oh really, really? Okay, no. yeah. I mean I would have probably wanted to just because um, I know him bad, I know yeah. him more than Hooker. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know any hookers. <laughs> that well. <laughs> um <laughs> so what did we do, you know what, do you know what catch wrestlers used to be? You know, the real name of catch wrestlers? No. You know, and back in the day, they were called hookers. Yeah. So I actually do know a hooker. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my friend's dad, and he was an old school catch, he's an old school catch wrestler. My friend's dad is a hooker. Yeah, that's what he used to call him. You know, because it was, it was like um, hook and shoot, you know, like mm-hmm. shoot as a takedown, and hook was, you grab an a underhook, and then you submit the guy, right? An underhook, right? So you're a hooker. Yeah. But it's, they, they, they stopped using that term. They said a catch wrestler because it's just so weird to yeah. say, yeah, I'm a hooker. Yeah. But you know, that's what they used to call it like, you know, 150 years ago, 130 that's years funny. ago. Yeah. Uh, I got an interesting email the other day from uh, Madison Square Garden, and uh, they're selling tickets to the UFC event in, in November. Mm. And it's only $5,000. Only five thousand. Yeah. Well, let's buy like ten seats. Come Front on, row. Go. You get to go meet and greet with the fighters, um, and so I'm hoping that we can run this through some, some like the martial culture business account. <laughs> let's have a GoFundMe. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. My cash app is uh, dollar sign underscore Peters. Uh, I need five thousand dollars. I'm excited for this. Uh, the next UFC two forty four because yeah. it is going to be in New York City. And there I'm trying so hard to really get people to come good on the show. Fights coming up. I'm also excited for um, fight nights. Uh, Joanna Jajerjic versus uh, Michelle Washington. Yeah, that's uh, next crap. weekend, yeah, October twelfth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm. I mean, this is like a really high level fight. And um, Cub Swanson, Cron yeah, Gracie, Cron Gracie, oh, Gracie. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, you know, the UFC is putting on some really great shows. Mackenzie Dern is back. Yeah, and you know what? Um, Mackenzie Dern and Michelle Watterson both this is really, really wonderful. They're both. Uh, mothers now mm-hmm. so it would be amazing if michelle waterston won she'd be the first mma champion uh the ufc champion that owes also a mother 
that, that would be like amazing. And Mackenzie Dern too. You got to give them credit. But but I'm I think you know Mackenzie Dern has always had trouble making weight. Um, what at post pregnancy, you know, it can only get harder. Mm. Um, as you know, as far as I would assume, you know, obviously I'm not a guy, but um, I mean I'm a guy, not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, but it, it you know you're. That's got to be really hard, and she's always struggled with making weight. So um, I don't even know who she's Amanda Rebus Rebass. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Uh, but no, we're looking at the mm. Joanna and uh, Michelle is going to be. How do you see that playing out? Gosh, I I want to give it. Hmm. Yeah, me too. I want to give it to Michelle. Right? I think Michelle is going to give it a good fight, but yeah. I do think Joanna yeah. might pull it out. I, I, you know, it's weird because Michelle's doing so well. She's on such a roll, and Joanna's not. She's on a losing. You know, she's not on a. On a Which is, uh, uh, yeah, that might be good for her. She's like a crawling back up out of nothing. Yeah, but you know, so it's first hard. of all, technically speaking, Joanna's one of my favorite strikers in MMA. I really respect her. I think she's really, really good. Obviously, you know, she lost the Rose, and but she, that was a great fight. Mm-hmm. That was a great fight. Both of them great fights, um, and um. But she's fantastic. But, you know, she's been on the uh, tough end of something. And she's one of those fighters that I think the loss really hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like um, Ronda Rousey, you know, or the loss is just kind of like crushes you a little too much. And um, mentally, let's see where she is. Um, if she's mentally strong, I think she's probably going to win it. Yeah. She's going to win it because uh, Michelle Warston is is – Really good, but um, yeah, I don't. And you know, this this is an interesting thing. You know, there's technique, and then technique has to be wedded to strategy and tactics. And I sometimes feel that Michelle strategically could be a little bit better. But the same thing with Whitaker today. Like, like I felt he had to deploy his weapons in a different strategic manner, mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't mean he's not good. And and I saw it's funny because in the same card as Whitaker and. Um, and not as any, there was, um, uh, um, there was, uh, what was his name? Uh, R- Riddell and, um, uh, Malarkey. And both these guys were really, really skilled. And then people thought it was going to be a fight night because it was like a, a total burn, barn burning, slobber knocker slugfest. Yeah. So they're both really skilled and they've decided to just throw t- tactics to the wind and just blast out. <laughs> Like Pedro Munoz and um, and 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 uh, Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt has movements, angles, this, and he's like, "No, I'm going to sit in front of you. We're just going to brawl." Yeah. You know, and and so technique is never enough. It's strategy, and like I was saying before, it comes down to having a strong defensive structure, and uh, and and wedding that to a good tactical orientation. So it doesn't matter what martial art you have, you have to start with defense. You want to score, and it's kind of true with other sports too. I don't really follow sports, but you know, everybody says like defense wins wins games. You mm-hmm. know, like football or something. It's the same thing in fighting. Don't get hit, and you know, it goes back to <laughs> old school Elio. If they can't submit you and they can't hit you, eventually you'll win the fight. You know, and I've seen an, an, like some people they have to be much more oriented towards defense, and this is the problem with like the Abu Dhabi's were saying before. It's like everything's like attack, attack, attack now, and the defensive skills are not what they were. And um that's not saying that I'm like the you know the guru of all perfect defense, but but uh but I try to have my students really focus on defense. So anybody out there if you're doing striking, you're doing grappling, doing this, 
your tactics, your strategy must also be part of your training regimen. Mm -hmm. And part of the tactics and strategy, first and foremost, is how not to get hit. You know, the very first thing I teach my students is this is the distance where you're out of his range, you know, his fists. So that's where you want to be. Okay, then you can come in, hit him, then get get back out. Mm -hmm. Or you can come in and clinch him. But this is where you're going to be to not get hit. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think Michelle Waterston needs to work on her defense, you know, a little bit. But I kind of hope, but she's really, really doing so well. Maybe she'll demonstrate some newer skills. So I'm, I'm kind of rooting for her. I feel but, like she would have done her homework, especially yeah. on, a, on an opponent like Ioana. I hope so. And uh, but I like Ioana too. I like them both. But Michelle, I re it'd be so wonderful to see her, like, mm. you know, kind of climb up. And that's not for a title, but but it does for the contender status. So. Yeah, um, point. yeah, it'd be great. So anyway, that's that's kind of how I see that. Um, uh, Are you picking Michelle then? No, I'm going to pick Ioana. Yeah, right. you're going to pick Michelle. I'll pick Michelle. Sure. All right. All right. All right. I'll go underdog. Bubble T again. Or but of course, whenever I pick tasers. somebody, they lose. Um, <laughs> then we decide we do bubble tea and then tase while drinking the bubble tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and see if you can drink an entire thing before. I don't know. <laughs> I got a new taser too. We've been trading with it. I can hide. Let's it. tase Miles <laughs> or Raul. <laughs> Let's tase Brianna. Um, <laughs> Listeners, Matt's wife just looked over and gave you the meanest look ever. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to kick you out of this place. Right uh, is, uh, <laughs> before we go, uh, we did a poll on the Instagram page. Yes. And uh, we asked a question, is uh, Adesanya the greatest middleweight? Is he the greatest middleweight currently or all time or is he on his way? Then overwhelmingly, the percentage I think was 80-20, no. Is what we got. Who would you say was the the best middleweight? I I don't have anybody picked out. Is is Adesanya the best middleweight? Um, I mean, I like Machida. Yeah, Machida was a was really amazing. yeah yeah Machida and um and um Anderson Silva is middleweight, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would say Anderson Silva. Yeah, that's okay. what I'd say because he's is Adesanya on the way. Yeah, for sure, he'll be up there. I, I, Adesanya is going to be, you know, it's interesting because. It's funny because he beat both of those, didn't or he? beat Silva. Silva. I don't think he fought Machida. No. Machida moved over to, uh, mm -hmm. to, um, Bellator. I don't think he fought him. No, um, I don't think so. But, um, but, uh, um, yeah, it's, 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 um, I mean, it's a hard question to ask. It's right a hard now. question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we're in an area right now where the overall skill of MMA, there's like, it's it's rising, but there's some guys, especially in the UFC, because they're they're adding new people in, a lot of new people in that don't have well-rounded skill sets. Mm. But the the cream of the crop is some of the are some of the best fighters we've ever seen in the history of the, of, the, of combat sports. John Jones, like we're in the era of John Jones. We're in the mm -hmm. era, you know, and you, you know, Dimitri Johnson won FC right now, but Dimitri Johnson still, and he lost to Cejudo, but still, he's amazing, and Cejudo's pretty amazing too, and. You know, yeah, and, and Khabib, oh my God, this guy is like great. We we have lots of different weight classes with people who are just astoundingly good. Ferguson, um, uh, uh, what's his name, Holloway. Um, uh, you know, um, and you know what? I think I think Kamaru Usman's pretty good too. You know, he's only only had the the, the one the one fight that he won at the at the at the one seventy, but mm -hmm. he's he's a he's a a pretty solid fighter. I, I I really am impressed with him, and um, 
Daniel Cormier, you know, was amazing. Obviously, he lost to Stipe, but but uh, we're in the, the golden age of we're we're uh, in, we're in, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a, in, a, in an age where we whatever weight class you're talking about, you have some incredibly skilled guys, mm-hmm. and it's 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 wonderful to see. I want to see so, a Royal Rumble. Let's put them all in the cage. I would I would be like a the five ch- five man five man you know gang war. Champions from each division, each weight class, in a room. Lock the door. Thunderdome, baby. No, no, no. This is it. No. This is it. Each five five weight classes versus another group of five weight classes. So every each team gets a little guy, a medium guy, a small guy, <laughs> and it's five on five. There you go. That's what I'd like to see. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on, Dana White. Call like me. One in Russia. We're All ready. Right. So um, I'll, we're back. I'm so nice to be back doing the podcast. Yes, sir. And I'm, I apologize to the listeners that I was out so long, but we'll be back regular now on, and we have some really cool things. The one thing I want to mention is, is you know, Barry Eisler, uh, he has the Livia Alone book came out, which uh, had a nice, cool little Ooh. mention of uh, radical MMA in it. I, I train the uh, the evil evil person, but also also oh, Livia. Please. Yes, yes. I, I, I the guy came to train with me, and I'm obviously. Barry thinks I'm a horrible person for training the evil people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was wonderful to get a mention in that book that he he said, and the book is out. Live you alone, uh, bad by Barry Eisler. It's it's a it's a really really fun read, and um, and I recommend it. And so um, that's about it for today. That's good. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. And my cash up again is a uh, dollar sign underscore Peters. <laughs> Let's get that five grand. <laughs> See you next week. That's a joke, by the way. Don't send me money. <laughs>